Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. It's 133 in Edmonton. Our next guest has a connection to Ken Hitchcock and was a coach with the Edmonton Oilers for the last three years. He has the number two ranked team in Canada in a matchup against the number three ranked team. He won the last two uh, league championships, or, well, not league championships, national championships in his last two years as head coach at the U of A's. Uh, back there right now, Ian Herbers joins us on Oilers Now. Ian, how are you? Good, Bob. You? Good. First of all, you played for Ken Hitchcock in uh, Midget AAA with the uh, chain gang. Uh, now, is it true he kind of plucked you right out of uh, house league hockey? Or what exactly happened there? wasn't host league hockey. I was playing double A, well, Pee Wee and Bantam all the way up, tried out for the midget team, yep. um, and ended up, he ended up keeping me. Uh, when He ended up releasing a couple guys, or at least one player that he had on the team the year before, a defenseman he had on the team the year before. So uh, I guess he liked the way my work ethic and my hockey sense uh, and kept me around. He actually, when I was at the U of A and he went to Philadelphia, Yep. Uh, as an assistant coach, he phoned me up one early uh, August morning, about 6 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning, and uh, hit Herbie, it's Hitch. Uh, yeah, right, and hung up the phone, and he calls me right back. Herbie, don't hang up, it's Hitch. Uh, I want to know if you want to come to Philly's camp. So I ended up going to Philly's camp that year. I think it was my second or third year at U of A. Yep. And stuff. So I ended up coming back to U of A to finish my degree, but uh, I had a good camp and a good experience there. Well, yeah, ended up uh, signing with the Oilers, winning a Calder Cup after you won a national championship on that 92 team at the U of A. Uh, won a Calder Cup in 93 with the uh, Oilers uh, farm team. They were in Nova Scotia. Was that the year that Bill McDougall had the unbelievable playoff run? Yeah, everything he touched, he was going in the net, so his plan was just give him the puck in our zone and it'd be an easy assist. He got uh, just... He just caught on fire. It was one of those years where it was an older team. Uh, contracts were running up. Guys were looking for jobs. And everything just kind of hit at the right time in playoffs for the group. And he had 52 points in 16 playoff year uh, games that year in the playoffs. He and Herbert's joining us. So you played for Ken Hitchcock. What was he like when you played? Uh, pretty much like he is now. Details, work ethic, strong forecheck. Um we did things over and over and over again in practice, so there wasn't anything left for chance or you had to think about it. It just became habit and natural for you. Uh, conditioning, obviously, was a big part of our team. Even in, uh, we're talking midget hockey in the mid-1980s, so he was ahead of the time compared to the other guys at that level. 
Well, you look at, well, he was a student of the game because he's down at, which I didn't find out till I was coaching the Bears, he's down at Claire Drake learning from the best in Canada right. uh, with Coach Drake and picking up systems and how he did things there. And um, So we carried that into and brought it to the uh, uh, the chain gang, and we used to get bags early, early Sunday mornings out in New Sarepta. I don't know, it was a 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. practice and bag for an hour and a half and then make us go for a run and <laughs> um, so same thing Fridays at Josephburg, and so uh, wasn't because we weren't in shape if we lost games. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you were with Todd the last three years. Uh, we both know Todd McClellan's going to resurface in the NHL. He'll be coaching team next year. He'll be a head coach in the NHL next year at the latest. Uh, but there is, I mean, Hitch is a proponent of Claire's school. You're a coach. Um, Hitch, is it fair to say, uh, above the hash marks defensively, Hitch plays a different system than Todd? Is that fair? Above the hash marks? Yeah, like so. What? Ha- yeah, I mean, Hitch plays more of a, a zone, a modified man within a zone with quadrants, which was Claire's thing. Whereas, yeah. whereas you guys played a fair amount of man, right? Uh, with uh, well, we weren't supposed to be man. It's just if we didn't have tight coverage, and a lot of times things would get separated, and teams would get into motion, yeah, which then put us into to man on man coverage. Okay, so there would be. Uh, well, you know what we'll do on another day, and we'll have a longer conversation. We'll bring you in the studio on that and get you to kind of explain that. Let's uh, uh, switch focus. You're back at the U of A. Uh, you withstood some significant injuries to your. At one point, you had the reigning Canada West MVP, Luke Phillip, out. The reigning U Sports MVP, uh, Stefan Legault, out with injury. Tyson Bailey was a 40 goal scorer, 95 point guy in the WHL with Kelowna. He was out. Cole Interker's been gone all season. You know, he's a. He's a bottom six uh, center for you. I mean, those are four pretty important uh, uh, play. Oh, and, and Brandon McGee, who is a top six guy. You've had a lot of injuries up front. Are you, You're coming off an 8 uh, nothing win over Calgary. They were ranked uh, sixth going into that weekend. You beat them 6-2 on Friday as well. Are you starting to see what your team can do now that they're healthy? Yeah, we're not even completely healthy. Lineker's been taken out of a red jersey, so he's practicing full contact, and Burke is still out. And Clarkson tweaked his knee again, but uh, it is a completely different team than the first time we played Saskatchewan. I uh, really liked what I saw from our team last weekend. Our depth, we're getting contributions from all four lines. Our defensemen are chipping in. Uh, guys are starting to see how our system, how effective it is, and we're starting to generate 60 shots against some teams uh, and, and can maintain in more puck possession. We're in the offensive zone a lot more. Uh, than the team used to be. And I also like the way our D, our, our gap is a lot better. and We're making it difficult on other teams to get across our blue line and into our zone with control. Well, uh, you got a lot of skill, and the point is you got your skill back, um, and you finally broke out offensively as well, because I know you you put up 60-plus back-to-back games against Regina, 60 down in Lethbridge as well. I think that ended up being a 4-3 overtime win. So, uh, But our skill, though, now is playing in the trenches and the dirty work because a couple of the comments, and even Mark Howell's comment after the Calgary weekend, they were heavier than us. 
And as you know, our team is in a big team, and, and as you said, we're a skilled team, but our guys played hard, yeah. uh, and they played in the hard areas, and they did things to make it hard on the other team, uh, which is a very good sign for us. All right, so you take so here's the thing. You win a national championship your last two years at Alberta in, in uh, 13, 14, 14, 15, and you dominated at the University Cup in 14, 15. Uh, you know, New Brunswick had nine shots on goal in that champion. New Brunswick, who has been, they won the next two years after you left, and then and they had five power plays that game too. They had five power plays and they had nine shots on goal in that game. Uh, so uh, you leave to go to the Oilers, join Todd's staff. Serge goes in there. Serge wins the national championship last year, but that was really an off the rush team, wasn't it? So have you had some challenges in terms of getting, you know, especially when you had depleted uh, resources with players? Was it a, was it tough for you to kind of push the envelope to get guys to to commit to to play a more aggressive uh, attack off the cycle and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was because we just didn't have the bodies in practice, and so it was more of a survival mode. Um, our guys really couldn't push that hard. I couldn't push them that hard uh, because we weren't playing a full lineup. And last year's team was, obviously, like you said, very good off the rush uh, and very good on power play and specialty team situations. Um, so we wanted to bring in more of an ozone forecheck, preferably not forecheck, just chipping pucks by their D and maintaining puck possession, but a lot more ozone time so we could play our defense in the ozone. And it's slowly come around. You could see it at flashes early in the season. Uh, but then we'd fall back into a little bit of old habits just because of our depth. But now that we're starting to get fuller, full lineup and everybody back and everybody seeing how effective it is and how fun it is to play in the O zone instead of in the D zone, um, we're starting to see a lot more consistency. Um, let's, uh, let's do... Uh that's just quickly, uh, give me a scouting report on uh, the Saskatchewan Huskies. Well, like I said, we're a different team from the start of the year. That goes for them as well. Uh, they're playing well. They were banged up a little bit. They've got some bodies back. they got Shirley back. Uh, we should have Forsberg, one of the top defensemen in the league. It should be back. I've seen him practicing in some highlight video, uh, which will help them out. Colson has been very good for them, a number one goalie. Uh, and has had a strong season. They'll, they'll be physical. They'll, they'll come after us. They'll be aggressive on the forecheck. Uh, they're a team that likes, loves to play man-on-man in the D zone and going back to D zone coverage talk. Uh, and that's where we need to use our, spill, our speed, skill, and support to, to break free and create those opportunities. Uh, it's going to be a battle along the walls, corners, and especially the net front. And we've got to be gritty and dirty like we were last weekend against Calgary. Did you guys morning skate? Because they got a new arena in Saskatoon. So did you get into a new building? No, nah, we went in last night, dumped our gear off, but uh, we don't morning skate. We do a stretch, uh, a little bit of plyos and everything else at the hotel in our conference room, have a little quick meeting, and then our guys are right back to academic studies. Okay, yeah, I, uh, well, plyos, what are those? I, I think I know what they are. Yeah, a little jumping around, getting the blood moving, a little. Okay, something that never occurs in the Stoffer household. Uh, Ian, just to wrap up, so this is your last weekend of the first half. Uh, is Hockey Canada going to have the uh, U Sport All-Stars again against uh, the Hockey Canada World Junior Hopefuls? Uh, yeah, our five of our guys have been selected, uh, Kieser, Fram, Phelps, Sanford, and Kurchenko. Uh, but two of our players turned it down, Kieser and um, uh, Kurchenko, uh, because it's December 10th to 14th in Victoria, and that's right in the 
the middle of the heart of our final exams, so those two players could miss final exams. Uh, and, and the other three are going after they finish an exam on Monday, Monday afternoon. So they'll get in a day or well, a day late because they're supposed to be in Monday by one. So they won't be in until Monday night. Does Hockey Canada f- pay for the guys to go there? I know U Sport worked a deal with Hockey Canada, but U Sport's making the players pay over eight hundred dollars. What uh, a person or or so to go? What? Because yeah, I'm under the I'm under the impression I'm under the impression that Hockey Canada has paid for the players to go. So, what do you mean, Youth Sports worked a deal? Uh, well, they were, that's something that was above my scale. It happened before I was here back at the Youth Sport level. Uh, but Youth Sport and Hockey Canada worked out some arrangement. I don't know any of the details. Uh, but with the extra stuff going on, hotels and players and travel and equipment and everything oh, else, yeah, there's an 800-plus fee for each of our players. Uh, well, I talked to a high-ranking official from Hockey Canada a couple of days ago. I was under the impression that they had paid for the expenses for the players, which, so from their end, they've paid for it. So sounds sounds somebody greasing their palms to pay for other aspects in the youth sports organization i don't know we're gonna you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna sick read wilkins on this ian thanks for your time good luck this weekend okay my pleasure bob thanks for the call you bet that's ian herbert's head coach the alberta golden bears who spent the last three seasons uh with the orders hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, of course, he's a former Edmonton Oilers player as well. When we come back, Kurt Hill with a quick look at tonight's matchup, the Edmonton Oil Kings and the Moose Jaw Warriors. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 149 in Edmonton, Oilers Vegas tomorrow night, 630 pregame, 8 o'clock puck drop, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and Reed Wilkins and myself. Tonight at Rogers Place, the Edmonton Oil Kings and the Moose Jaw Warriors. Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill has seen his team probably... Uh, well, certainly exceed expectations and maybe three-quarters of a year ahead of where people thought they'd be right now. Kurt Hill is kind enough to join us right now here in Oilers. Now, Kurt, how are you doing? Doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, let's get to the game Wednesday night. Trey Fix, Wolanski gets a hat-trick, uh, but you played the best team in junior hockey on the second of a back-to-back for them. They'd beaten Red Deer the night before. Give me your overall assessment of how you thought your troops played. Well, I thought we were, you know, I thought they had an okay effort. We we didn't match them, their intensity in the game. I didn't feel it. Uh, they came out hard, and, uh, you know, we thought we were going to give them a better game, and I just uh, we didn't seem to have things clicking that night. But uh, as you mentioned, Trey was sure going himself. But uh, we uh, it wasn't a group effort that night, and uh, when you're playing a team like that that's as good as they are, the best in the country, it's... Uh, we got the result that we deserved that night. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Trey's running neck and neck with Brett Leeson, who's just had a ridiculous year. Uh, but is, is he slimmed down? Did he change his body composition? Because he seems to be far more explosive this season than last year. Yeah, he's down. His, his weight's down. And uh, just his overall conditioning over the summer, he focused on that uh, substantially. And Columbus had him on a good program. And 
you know, I think just him getting that opportunity to go to Columbus and, you know, I know he talked a lot about Nick Foligno when he came back and, and getting to spend time with him at camp. So I think a lot of the, a lot of the experiences that he got to experience at their camp when he was there, he really came back with the right mindset and, uh, He's probably been our most consistent guy from start from the start of the season to now. Uh, Jake Neighbors, Sportsnet just put out a list of the top ten 16-year-olds in junior hockey, and Jake, Nager, Jake Neighbors is ranked uh, the sixth best. Uh, I think he's the second highest player ranked out of the WHL, next to uh, Connor McLennan from the Kootenay Ice. Um, you guys moved Jake up a bit in the lineup from the game in Swift Current uh, to the game against PA. Yeah, no, Jake. Uh, he moved up in the lineup. He's going to be playing on the top line and uh in tonight's game he's he's been good you know he just came back from the under 17s and that's a tough event for a guy to go for him going all the way out to st john and spending 10 days out there and you know playing in six games so i think he probably came back a little tired but uh, right now we see jake getting his legs back and uh his last few games he's kind of getting back on track to, to where he was before he went to that event where he had about he had five points in two games right before he left so uh Looking forward to what Group J can bring here this weekend for us. You got Alistrov, the Belarusian, number two overall in the import draft. Is he getting transitioned into Western Hockey League? Yeah, he is. It's it's definitely a process. I think he, the one thing I noticed the most about uh, him is, is he's getting a lot more uh, responsible defensively. You know, that's something we've really, I know Brad's had to work with him and our coaching staff on, on the defensive side of the puck. And, uh, He's speaking English a lot better, too. He's picking up more and more every day, and the classes that he takes, his ELS classes, uh, you know, those are working as well. And it doesn't hurt that we have Pavlenko on the team as well, fellow countrymen of his who can, can kind of show him the ropes this year. So, um, yeah, long answer short, he's uh, getting acclimatized, but him and Pavlenko both leave for uh, Germany on Monday to take part in the World Junior B Tournament. So how many, uh, how, how many games are they going to miss? Those guys will be gone until after Christmas. They come back on Boxing Day. So they'll be out for uh, six games. Does this allow you to bring up uh, APs? Like, can you bring up the the first round draft, the first pick in the draft? The, how does that work in that regard? Yeah. So the AP process, they're allowed to play five throughout the season, um, unless you get into a situation where you're short players due to the World Junior tournaments and that. So we'll be we'll have the capability to, and we plan to bring Gunther in for some games at that times and. Uh, those games won't count against the five that he can play throughout the year. All right, so Dylan Gunther is a player. Is it fair to say, I mean, he was number one pick in the Bantam draft. He's already north of six feet. Is this guy, you know, you got Matthew Robertson, who's going to probably be a top 20 pick in this year's draft. We talked about Jake Neighbors. He's probably going to be a top 10 to 15 pick in the draft the year after. Dylan Gunther went number one overall. He's big, he's skilled, he can shoot it. Are we talking about a potential top 10 pick? Well, I think the biggest thing for Dylan's going to be where he, how he transitions to junior. I think in his midget age group across Canada right now, he's one of the top players, and and uh, he's going to be on Team Alberta, the Canada Winter Games coming up in February in Red Deer, where you know all those kids, the, the highest end kids in his age category, will be there. So that'll be a good indicator there. And I think just the sense, the biggest thing right now is how is he going to tr- transition to junior and next season, and that's why we want to get him into as many games right now and get him comfortable and. Uh, you know, he's starting to learn Brad's system here uh, when he joins our team next week, and he's going to be with us for two weeks practicing and uh, getting into some games. So it's important we feel for that transition for him for we're, next season. We're joined by Edmonton Oil Kings President and General Manager Kurt Hill, Bob Soffer, with you in Oilers. Now, Kurt, uh, you got two injured defensemen both in your top four. One's gone for the year, uh, but Will Warm, who went to, I, I forget which, was it Pittsburgh's camp? I, I forget which camp he went to. 
but he's an important guy for you. Are you going to get him back in the new year at some stage? Yeah, no, it's tracking that way right now. Will's uh, he's, his um, recovery has been great, his rehab, and he's in the gym. He's got full range of motion right now, so a uh, game plan for him is for us to get him back on the ice here at some point in uh, early to mid-December, and uh, as as long as everything tracks the way we expect it to, we hope that he's back in uh, early January. All right, uh, so the game uh, tonight against Moose Jaw, I do want to mention that you have the teddy bear toss, and that's going to go Saturday, December the 8th against Serge Lajoie's Kamloops Blazers. So uh, people can check out uh, uh, Edmonton Oil. Is it Dots? Jeez, I should know this. Uh, is, is it Dotsier or Do- It's Dotsier, right? Edmonton Oil Kings Dotsier yeah. for more yeah. information. Kurt, good luck tonight against Moose Jaw, okay? Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. You bet. That's Kurt Hill, president GM of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. That wraps up Friday edition of Oilers Now. Monday, I will be in Dallas. That's right. Oilers play Vegas tomorrow night. Team flies to Dallas on Sunday. We'll be hosting the show. John Shannon will be one of our guests that night. Uh, tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Who does he have? Oh, he's got uh, one of the co-owners of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Dale Wishawan, and then Nate Ook's women's head coach of the hockey team there, Steph Thompson. Okay, there you go. Uh, tomorrow again, we'll have the face-off show, 6.30, puck drop at 8 p.m. Up next, the news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.